All right, it is time to take a look at the view from Victoria. The Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer here with that. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Jill. Good to hear your voice. Good to be here. Lots. Uh, I love how everybody is talking about the fact that Bonnie Henry got a day off, a very yes. well-deserved day off. Yes, she announced it in the New York Times, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice piece. Canadians don't get a hell of a lot of attention in the New York Times. and. Given what newspapers cover, maybe that's just as well. But uh, there's a nice piece in the Times on Friday. A lot of people saw it, I think. Profile of Dr. Bonnie Henry, and among other things she mentioned in there, that she'd been working 156 days in a row, and she was planning to take Saturday off, so she did. So we, uh, for the first time in in several months, we didn't get a Saturday briefing on the pandemic. Uh, We do know that uh, we're at an, well, we're a week away from an important date. Uh, Next Monday uh, is the end of the second 14-day incubation period of under uh, Restart BC. So back in May, they announced that we were going to start slowly lifting some of the restrictions. And Dr. Henry said this would be phase two. And we decide whether we're going to go to phase three after two incubation periods for the virus. So that's two 14-day periods. That runs out uh, Monday. So we'll be watching fairly carefully next week to see whether we're going to move to phase three, which will mean fewer restrictions. I would guess today the way things are going that the answer will probably be yes. The We saw from the modeling last week, Jill, that the outbreak is now still serious in a few places, particularly in Fraser Health, but most of the regions in British Columbia at the moment anyway, fingers crossed, either have no new cases or very few and very few people in hospital. And I get the impression too, and I think you're right, people are are hopeful that it's going to go to phase three because I also think it would be difficult to get people to buy into going back. Yeah, that's true. I thought the thing we might see, and they kind of cautioned, was, you know, if if we didn't follow the guidelines, if we weren't careful in the exit, that they might put off the transition a bit. But the most of the reports that we've had are that most people are following the rules and respecting them. And also, you'll know this, there's a growing call for relaxing of some of the other restrictions. I get email, for example, every day from people saying, when are we going to let people visit the aged parents and the aged relatives in long-term care? They say they're working on a plan to do that. They say they're trying to figure out a way to make it safe. Obviously, they want to make it very safe because we've had that horrible outbreak in the Langley Lodge, you know, which which had been cleared and came back and, what, 23 dead there. So they obviously they have to be careful, but I think that's one of the things people will be looking for when we move to phase three is that. Uh, travel around British Columbia is another one. There are already places I know in the province that are taking bookings uh, for travel. Dr. Henry herself said the other day she's looking forward to taking a holiday this summer as well. So I think that's another thing we'll be looking for. Something we won't be seeing. I would be incredibly surprised if we see any movement toward opening the Canada-U.S. border other than perhaps the family reunification issue and who knows, maybe Canada and the U.S. can agree on a special dispensation for Point Roberts. I don't know about that one. Because that's June 21st, isn't it? The current? Yes. 
date? Yes, it expires, but I think it'll be extended. I don't. I don't think there's much uh, as as long as the situation. I mean, first of all, I think you're going to want to wait with the United States and see if all these mass public gatherings lead to um, you know more pandemic cases. I think you're going to wait for that at least, and you know because of the way the virus goes, you. It's it's at least two weeks, and to be on the safe side, safe side, it's sometimes four weeks. You wait to see if there's going to be a spike in cases. All right, so we're going to watch those numbers and uh, numbers expected this afternoon at three o'clock. Uh, you've also been writing a lot, and we've been getting a ton of email on this one as well, and the calls to do something for uh, faster government intervention when it comes to the Delta Hospice Society. Yeah, this one is really heated up. So the the, the hospice out there, uh, the board of directors has been taken over by a group that wants to prevent uh, medical assistance in dying and that has called a special meeting for a week from today to adopt a more Christian set of principles into the mandate and constitution. They've angered a lot of people out in Delta because they rejected a whole bunch of membership applications. There's a power struggle to take over the society, and a lot of local people, including the former MLA, Vicki Huntington, tried to join the society to essentially take back control, and the membership uh, were all just rejected. So it's, it's been a controversy out there for a while. It's divided the community. That hospice was enjoyed a lot of community support. In fact, it was built with a lot of community money. The provincial government a while ago, Jill stepped in and said, if you're going to take this course, not allow medical assistance in dying, we're cutting off the provincial operating funds starting next year. But because of the way things have heated up with the meeting next week, there are now calls for Health Minister Adrian Dix or uh, Finance Minister Carol James, because she oversees the Society Act, to intervene to prevent this meeting and prevent uh, this incorporation of what are seen, and I think fairly, as fairly narrow principles, uh, Christian principles, into the society uh, mandate and constitution, which would further the effort to keep out medical assistance in dying. Uh, and what's your sense on it? Do you think they will intervene faster? Well, you know, it's interesting because the, the up to now, and Adrian Dix reiterated this right at the end of May, the province didn't really want to intervene in what is essentially a local community battle over memberships. If you go way back, those of us who remember the 1970s, there were these kind of battles in hospital societies over abortion committees, over uh, having abortions in the hospital, and the government finally just, with a stroke of a pen, ended the elections and essentially prevented those battles. They, I don't think they want to get back into that, but the calls from that community are strong, and we've seen real political unity out there. So the mayor, George Harvey, the two local MLAs, one of them, Ravi Kalon's a new Democrat, the other one, Ian Payton, is a, a liberal, and the federal liberal MP, who's also a cabinet minister, Carla Qualtro, have all come in on this one and said, no, we have to deal with this now, this facility 
with so much local support, letting this situation fester for another few months and maybe taking it over next year, which I think is the provincial government plan, they've got to intervene now. This is way too divisive locally. So I think we'll be watching in the next week whether or not the New Democrats, the provincial government, is persuaded that, no, it can't let this go on. It's going to have to step in. All right, Vaughn, we'll leave it there for today and talk to you later. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Joe. That is the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer here with his view from Victoria.